excited that you're here with us. Everybody who's chiming in and Louise calling in from Winnipeg and we're hoping that the internet holds out. And uh, I'm up here in Montreal still and uh, we are <laughs> hey, man, doing that thing right now. And uh, here we are. We're so excited to be here for your Kick-Ass Career Weekly Wrap-Up um, for August, what day is it? August 5th. Yes, I did have to just check. Um, <laughs> August 5th. And uh, we're so glad that you are here to help build your own Kick-Ass Career. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, drop a note in the comments. Let us know you're here. Say hi. Tell us where you are in the world. Just because we're both north of the border doesn't mean everybody is. Um, so we'd love to know. And, um, Louise, how have you been doing? Oh, weekly wrap up. So I think the last time we connected, I was looking at, um, diving into like celebrations, right? So oftentimes our best laid plans are mm, derailed. Um, and that's what happened to me this week was that I had every intention on Monday morning sitting down and getting some really great work done, getting a plan in place. And then um, things got derailed really quickly. So um, when that happens to me, I just like to lean into like the celebrations, right? So what did go really well for me? And I think for myself, I'm really celebrating that I am taking this one day at a time, right? And so I'm not um, getting into my head and, you know, with that magic crystal ball that we all want to hold so dearly and try to tell the future. Um, it's really been for me, I'm really celebrating just leaning into the one day at a time and then looking back on each day and saying, you know, what, what worked really well for me, what didn't work, right? What am I taking forward and what am I leaving behind? So that's, that's kind of my my week wrapped up um, and celebrating. How about you, Kim? How's your week been? So, uh, yeah, I had some weird stuff happen over last weekend that left, uh, you know, I had, again, had best laid plans on Monday as we stepped into August to really step into a little deeper of, of what I wanted August to look like, really filter out all of the details of how I wanted August to be. And quite frankly, this week has been a little bit of a free-for-all. So <laughs> it's been a wonderful free-for-all, but it has been, um, I didn't sit down and, and hammer out those details and I didn't figure out, uh, I didn't map out my month. I didn't, I just kind of said, okay, what are the things directly right in front of me that are going to make the biggest impact for me and my business today? And I, that's what I did each day. Um, to that end, I've had some surprising, wonderful, amazing conversations this week that were very unexpected. And I love that I've, uh, so now, since you were talking about celebrations, I'm celebrating leaning into the unexpected and creating a little more space for allowing and receiving what comes from those unexpected places. Um, so that has been really a wonderful experience for me this week, especially coming off of a very challenging um, weekend that left some really raw emotions for, for, for me that have lingered all week. Um, we'd love to know uh, how your weeks were going. Uh, for those of you who are here with us live, and if you are listening to the replay, you know, let us know how, how your week went. Um, was it a roller coaster of emotions? I feel like a lot of people were dealing with that. Um, as we entered August, or um, was it smooth sailing? We'd love to know. 
Um, yeah, I love that. I think, you know, as, as you're sharing your story and, and how my week has been, I think it's a real testament to how we don't have to let go of our like objectives or our goals, like where we're headed. But when we can kind of let go of like um, the how, like how are we going to get there um, and, and kind of be more in the present, it's amazing what opportunities open up and you are still moving forward, um, right? It's, it's about moving forward, not pushing through. Um, I think on my LinkedIn, um, we talked about that a little bit because that's exactly what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that pushing, the striving, the proving, that's all very, I'm going to use the term masculine energy. I don't mean male energy, right? When we use the terms feminine and masculine energy, we're just talking about two different sides. If you think of it as a yin and yang sign, right? That pushing, the striving, uh, the proving energies that we very often are in doesn't, it doesn't tend to serve us very well, quite frankly, even in the best of times, right? Um, it, it it can exhaust and deplete us. There are times when we do need to do all of those things, maybe not proving. I mean, I, I'm not totally on board with ever having to prove anything, but the that idea of sometimes being in that striving and that pushing is good. But when you are dealing with anything that feels heavy, if there's heavy emotions, if there are... Um, challenge challenges to overcome pulling back and allowing yourself a little bit more space to just allow in and just to slow down and to um there's a level of rest but i think there's just also a level of acceptance that happens in that place that then allows us to move forward with whatever is next um because sometimes things change when we're in that space right when we're in a challenging space all of a sudden, and we might even touch a little bit on, on our main topic about this today, it it does change how we see the world, how we see where we are in the world and, and what we're doing to move forward. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So for those of you who are just joining in, uh, Louise and I are just doing our weekly check-in uh, where we do a little wrap up on how the week has treated us um, when we set our intentions at the beginning of the week and where we got to at the end of the week. As always, we'd love to know um, how your week went. So um, let us know how that in the chat in the chat comments. There's a new term, right? Chat comments. <laughs> chat comments. Um, all right. So our topic today. We love this topic. That was that's a lot of hand rubbing for loving the topic. Yeah, values at work. Um, Tell me a little bit, Kim, uh, why this is important. Like, why are we talking today about values? Well, I see values as really being the internal guidance system for us. Um, I start with, with myself on a regular basis, but with all of my clients, um, whether it's organizational or individual, we start with values. Um, we start with understanding what, what is most important to us. Um, and what, if it doesn't exist, means we're out of alignment, means we are not being authentic to ourselves. It's all of those buzzwords, right? But it's it truly means that we are not being true to ourselves. And um, we are, each of us are an individual, each of us as business owners or business leaders are individuals first and then with our organization. But for our organization as well, it's their individual organizations. They're not all the same. 
So when we talk about values, everybody's going to have a unique set of values. And so that's your unique internal guidance system. So I think that's why it's important because everything builds from there. How about for you, Louise? Why are, why are they important to you? Yeah, um, I, I describe values as kind of like the guardrails, right? Mm-hmm. And on your journey, whatever journey that might be, right? Wherever you are in your life, your life journey, your career journey, your values are your, your, your guardrails. And when you are um, in the crunchy on the, shul- on, the, on the shoulder, right? And you hit the a rumble ramp- strips. The rumble strips, yeah. Yeah, that's time to pay attention. Um, because you're coming up, you're butting up against your values. Uh, it really is about how, who you are, how you see yourself in the world. And I think it's really important. Like organizations do values all the time, right? Like hop on any website and you'll see mission, vision, and values of companies. And I think it's, it's the same, right? Like these are the the things that are important. If you think of an organization as an individual, like something that's living and breathing, those are the things. And, and hopefully your organization is living its values and hopefully you are too. And then hopefully they're also aligned. Yeah. How do you start to determine your values, Louise? Well, it's funny because, you know, and I think until, um, I was much farther along in my career. Values was something I always, like, we all know we have values, right? Like, like we know they're there because we know we come up against crunchy places. We come up against rumble strips in our lives, but we don't always often think of like, that's where the pain point is. And I think like taking some time to really craft and put some language, not just to what your value is, but your own unique definition of what that value is, is really, really important. And values change throughout your life. It's not like the same value that you held when you were, right, uh, 20-year-old. You value different things than you do now, one or two decades later. Um, And... (laughs) Half a minute later, whatever. Um, Right. And so I think that like for me, I never really thought about my values in that way. I wasn't that kind of that self-aware, to be honest. I knew I had them, but I didn't know what they were. And the first time I ever did value work, um, my values, interestingly enough, I think were more about a list of the things that I thought I should have. Mm. Right. That they were other, what other people valued, what my family valued, what I grew up hearing as important um, were on my list. And it took many iterations to go through a values exercise before I got to a list that felt really more like me. And, mm-hmm. and I know that's me because when one of these values are right, or when I get to a rumble strip, I can look and say, oh, yeah, this is where the crunchy bit is. This is the value that that we're misaligned on. This relationship isn't working, right? This friendship isn't working. This that I'm not working at work because of this particular crunchy place. And it usually that's the seed that the value is the seed, I think. Yeah, that's interesting. So I know that I've done a lot of values exercises over the years where there's a list of words and there's like a hundred words on the list and you circle the ones that are most important to you. And I'm like circling 98 of them. 
So I, I found values work really onerous for some time. Um, I know that um, there's a lot of tools in the world and some that, that I, one that I use with um, my clients, all of my clients is um, called Values in Action, VIA, Character Strengths. And what I like about that is they, they boil it down to 24 values, right? And these are our character strength values. So they are what we value in the world, but they're also kind of what you were saying with the the rumble strips and then likewise with the GPS, it gives us that guidance that we need to know when we are, when we are showing up in our values, when what we choose to have in our life is it within our values. Um, it just, there, it makes things so much easier um, to, to create that statement for ourselves to say, this is what's important to me. Um, so, and I know we have, um, a workbook as well that we can share with people. So we'll put both the workbook and the VIA character strengths links in the show notes so that you'll have an opportunity yeah. to do some of this work yourself. Yeah. Our, our workbook is kind of takes the op, well, not an opposite approach, but to, to the VIA assessment in that, um, it is a little bit about finding your own language, right? I think uh, sometimes, like, I know I've had some very strong reactions to different words that were proposed, and especially in, in VIA, to be honest. Um, judgment came up as a value of mine, and I, I that word doesn't hold much meaning to me. It, it felt really heavy. and But I was able to take the information from the character strengths assessment combine it with the work uh, book that we will share and come up with my own language that felt really good. I think that's really important because it, it speaks to, it, it is about you. And, and if a word doesn't feel right, then it's not the right word. Just have to refine it a little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's what's uh, we will be doing a future episode on uh, the importance of language because um, language, we're both language geeks and um, it's, it is, so important in as a communication tool for you to start with yourself to to know what you you mean when you use right. a word right um and then we can extrapolate in, in a future episode about more around the language yeah um what values so and this this is going to get into a little bit of the word play here so it might be in, an interesting little game that we can play and i'd love if anybody who's listening who wants to drop uh an answer to this question as well uh into the chat comment chat comments i there i go again i've just created something new whatever into the comments um to let us know what are those values that you believe are most valued at work Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think there's a, there's this bucket of like traditional values, like the things that we see or have seen at work come into play. So, right, like perseverance, uh, teamwork or collaboration, which I think is different, but we won't get into the language. Um Right. So traditionally, I think those are some of like two that come immediately to mind. Um, right. Uh, as, as some traditional values. Yeah. Um, I, I know in places that I've worked, uh, values such as bravery, 
um, accountability. Um, what's another one? I hear honesty a lot and then I don't see it being played out a lot, which I find interesting. Um, one that I know is very popular and Gary Vee talks a lot about it is kindness, kindness at work. And we've actually talked about that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, one of my favorites is candor. Um, I do love candor because candor to me, um, can be totally mishandled and tr like give you, uh, um, people can feel like it is an open door. I remember with, um, Kim Scott's book, Radical Candor, this came out where people were like, well, I'm just being radically candid and they were actually being an asshole, um, right. versus being radically candid, which is to, to talk to somebody in a very candid way that is there for the purpose of that other individual's growth. Um, it is not there in terms of, again, the word that you came up with, which was judgment, right? Mm -hmm. Radical candor and judgment are two very different things. And you can't be in judgment when you are being radically candid, in my right. opinion. Right. So, so some of the words that you use, some of the values that I heard, is there a difference? Like, it, are you... Are you see? Are, are we seeing them at work? Like, are they really work values or do we wish they were work values? I think it's a little bit of both. I think that we're, I'm starting to see and, and understand some trends towards um, true collaboration, not just using the, the buzzword of collaboration, true kindness work, leading with kindness. Um, Versus, and again, it goes to kind of that masculine feminine energy, right? Is um, a lot less of the dominance and a lot more of the, the team capacity and leadership from all levels. Um, I think there is a movement in that direction. That said, probably more often than not, we're hoping that they show up. Um, and that's what we want because there are values and we want to see them in the workplace but we're maybe not seeing them. And I, that is a lot of the crux of this conversation that we're having today, right? Is if your values bump up against and are not in alignment with the values of your organization, what can you do? Right. Or even the values of your coworkers, mm -hmm. of your, your leader, of your business unit, like those can be very influential as well. Like you can do all the work and look at, you know, I'm very much in alignment, right, with this with this organization. That's part of doing your research when you're looking to pivot into new work, right? Making sure that is true, um, but it then on an individual level, because at the end of the day, that's who that's who we're dealing with, right? Our individuals, and so um, when individual values misalign, um, that's also cause for that frictiony, rumbly place. Yeah. And why it's so important that we have the, again, using the way that I would define it, that internal guidance system or using the way, right, you have the bump, the bumpers there. It's when you know your own values and you're rubbing up against something that's misaligned, it allows yeah. you to then make decisions based from your values, not from something else that's external to you. You can make, make decisions about how important it is that you lean into these values, right? Mm -hmm. Or can, right, can you make concessions at a certain time? Um, or, you know, how do you 
how else would values show up, Louise, um, instead of my just giving my litany? Um, how else do you see values actually showing up? Like what, what are the benefits of leaning into your values? Well, so understanding your values, I just had this great conversation um, with a client um, earlier this week. And, and it, it came down to like, why is this so hard, right? Why can't people see what I see? And why are things so unfair? It's just not, it's not working the way it should, right? It's not, it's not working where it's, it's going to all fall apart. And so the, the value there, which I thought was really interesting, um, it was all about fairness. And so, right. So it's not even the, the a value that, 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 that we're talking like big, 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 we're talking about, right. His own personal value in that moment, in that situation, felt extremely unfair and he could not get past that, like the fairness of it all, which fairness is a great value to have, right? Like, well, they're all great. They're, I don't want, but, but to really understand judgment, I know judgment, but when you think about that, right, it's like, yeah, of course we want things to be fair, but when you really value that it can get really, really tough to see your way through a situation so sometimes values, right, or right, can get just cranked right up. And that is all we see is the only filter we have on. And that's all we can, the only lens we see the situation through. And so when you do some value work, you just have more resources to now go and say, all right, I'm going to put this hat aside and I'm going to put on my curiosity hat because maybe that is also something I value. So how can I be more curious in this situation? How can I really lean into that value and see a different way through this particular situation? Um, but that's like, that's a real life living example. Like, and if you don't know what your values are, if you don't have the language, then you don't know what it, it's like, um, you don't know what um, lens to put on your camera right? You don't see the same thing. Um, and so having those as resources, I think is, is so huge. Um, but then also understanding too, that there are, are some, your top values are like those go to like your buttons are pressed and you're immediately in that space. And then I think there's like kind of these tier two values where it's like, oh, I would really love to be more curious, or I'd really love to be more brave. I want to bring some of those values into my daily life at work and my interactions. And so, you know, I think there's, there's these tiers almost, right? Like the default ones that are really ingrained in us. And then the ones that we see as places where we want to grow and opportunity and then finding ways to bring those up as a different lens to put on your camera in different situations. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because um, our workbook really, like you said, looks at it slightly differently. One of the benefits that I saw in using the VIA, um, the VIA character strengths with my clients is it does that for them. It creates that first mm -hmm. tier, second tier, third tier. And it, it, we all have some level of these values in us, right? There's some level of it. it maybe very low, maybe very high. It may, as you mentioned before, waver. Um, yeah. Our values change as major life events occur, right? 
doesn't generally change um, when uh, when there is a small change in our life. But um, when we have a major life event, when we get married, when we have children, when we move, when we go to a different country, when we, right, it's like all of these major life events, when there's a death in the family, yeah. um, when there's a divorce, when there's, a, you know, all of these things create shifts in our values. Um, and so being able to have a tool like our workbook of like the via character yeah. strengths gives yeah. you that ability to go back and, and say, well, where are my values right now? And am I living into where where they are right now? The other cool thing that I think about when we're when we're on top of like, what am I valuing right now is knowing what you valued when you felt really, really good in your life and looking at what you're valuing now. Very often you will see that they, if you're not at that like amazing place anymore, you'll see that they've shifted enough. This was actually happened with a client of mine and she's like, but I want those values back. That's who I want to be. And so what we were able to do was start strengthening, right? It's like going to the gym and, and starting to do bicep curls for those yeah. specific values, right? If you want more hope, you need to lean into hope. How do you do that? How do you work with strengthening that? Um, and I'd love to know, Louise, how do you work with clients on strengthening values? Well, uh, for me, it's all about experimenting, right? And so that's because it's, well, I'm going to say it, it's about the data. Um, and so going out and working, experimenting to say like, what does, what does brave look like, right? Like, so understanding if that's a value, right? Something that you want to bring forward and you want to work on, what does it look like? Who, who do wh like what are those actions that what what would a brave person do in this situation and then finding opportunities that are already there right it's not about making brave opportunities it's about how do you now right step in and practice like okay so brave looks like this to me right brave looks like speaking up a little bit sooner in a meeting brave looks like sharing my opinion brave looks like having a feedback conversation with someone like, so you, you talk about what it looks like and then you find ways to actually go out and try it, see what it, what it does, see how it feels to be brave. Yeah. I love that because it's so true. Like we can look at those, uh, those values that we really um, value in others, right? It's like when, when you want, to when you when you have a mentor when you have somebody that you look up to you say wow what is it that i really am looking up to them for right what is that that i that that thing it's generally their values yeah 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 and how they're living and how they're living it or how you're perceiving them your perception of their yes yeah and so yeah and i love that because i think that you know oftentimes when I'm working with leadership clients, we talk a lot about, right? Like I want to be a great leader, right? Well, okay, what does that mean? Yeah. Right. And when you know your values, what does that look like for you? This is the great thing. I think values are the seed to that real authentic leadership that we all strive for. I hear it all of the time, many times a day, right? How do I be an authentic leader? How do I be a great leader at this organization? And I, but right? And still be me. Mm -hmm. um, and that is about, that's your values mm -hmm. right there. Yeah. Figuring out 
who you are, what you, what do you want to put out into the world? And even like, what do you want to bring forth Mm -hmm. um, more? Yeah. 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 I, when I'm working with entrepreneurs uh, and their organizations, what I love doing is looking at the entrepreneur, right? The business owner's values. And then we look at, okay, so what are the values that you described for the business? Mm -hmm. Because the real, if this is the business owner, if this is the founder, those should be fairly closely in alignment. And if they're not, why not? What happened? Yeah. Right. And how do we start to bring more of what it is that we truly value into our businesses, into our organization, into, like you said, our leadership um, and into whatever role we have? Mm -hmm. um, because it's those it's those elements that create our, our authentic selves. And it really is. And that's why I use that internal guidance system, because it's like, oh, if I know this to be true about me, how am I leaning into that in this moment, right? If if spirituality is something that is one of my top five, which is actually not, which is interesting, I should probably go back and redo it. But um, spirituality is not in one of my top five. But if it were in one of my top five, how am I approaching being a leader as a spiritual being? Now, that's a tricky one, right? Because you don't want to bring God into the workplace necessarily. You don't want to bring the universe and energy in, or do you? Right. Like, how, how do you do, do that yeah. in a respectful way that then allows and recognizes everybody else around the table has their own values too? So that's why it's also super important to do values work with your team so that it's not just you coming and going, well, these are my values and this is how I'm going to move forward. But as a leader, how do I lean into my values and create space for my team to lean into theirs? Yeah. Yeah, so true, right? Like it's um, magic. <laughs> yeah. Well, family is another one, right? Family, oh my gosh, yes. love, like these things that we don't often see as applicable to the workplace. Um, it is about how do you how do you bring forth those values, those things that are really important to you in a way that um that environment would support. Yeah. Well, and yeah. if you think values work at work can be in the workplace, can be crunchy. Try that with your family. It can sometimes get super crunchy. <laughs> um, Louise, look at what we did. It was another half an hour of loveliness on a Friday afternoon spent together. Um, I hope that um, those that were listening live um, got some golden nuggets along the way. Louise, what is a golden nugget that you received from our conversation today? Um, I think the golden nugget really is about um, finding ways to make your values work, right? It's not about exchanging values. It's not about saying, oh, I have these work values. Like, I love that you use spirituality, right? Because like, it's not that I need to exchange that at work. I need to find a way that I'm leaving my values in that environment. And I think that's so crucial um, because if you feel like a value isn't um, working in that situation or in that environment and you throw it aside, um, that's, that's crunchy stuff. Um, so the, yeah, that's my nugget. How about you? Nice. Um, it's funny. I think it goes all the way back to the beginning of the conversation, which is this idea of um, whatever you call it. It's, a, it's the language part, whatever you call it, the internal guidance system, the guardrails, the bumpers, um, it's really that idea that values give us direction um, that come from within. So it's not that, you know, we're not receiving our 
unique set of values are actually not coming from outside of us. They are coming from within us. Absolutely. We have, um, you know, the nurture nature thing in, in our life. However, our true values, what we value as individuals come from inside of us. And so it really does become that place for us to guide ourselves through our own lives. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So what are we talking about next week? Oh my goodness gracious. Next week, we're going all the way to emotion town. I don't, I don't know about you, Louise. I, I, I am a fairly emotional person and I know that this is a big topic for a lot of people. Like how much emotion, that idea of how much emotion is too much emotion. Is it okay for me to be emotional? Is it okay for me to be human at work? So I think this idea of emotions at work really gets the even more deeply to that core of how do you show up as a human in the workspace? Right. Emotional regulation, I think it is a key leadership skill. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that combined with, yeah, but how do I be myself? Right. And, and there's, there's sometimes this pull, I think we can feel often and uh, I can't wait to talk about that next week. Same. In the meantime, I hope everybody who's listening and Louise yourself as well to have a wonderful week, a lovely weekend. And um, don't forget to set your intentions on Monday, what you want for the week ahead, even if it's just to celebrate that you didn't even do them. (laughs) We'll see you next Friday. Uh, Take care, everyone. Bye for now. Bye for now. Not now. (laughs) Bye for now. Bye-bye.